Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? I hope you're in your car with your spouse. If you are, look at them and say, I love you, honey. I love you. And if it's Sunday and you got in an argument with your spouse on the way to church, say, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. And yeah. Okay. Moving on. We're going to talk about marriage today. It's going to be a good day here at the Autumn Mile Show. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you'll stick with us for the next 25 minutes as um, I just believe, um, you know, God is going to anoint our conversation for you. If you have marriage problems or (laughs) I was going to go into a lot of different things or any of the like, I would say uh, this is your show to tune in. You know, um, we we have changed the format of the show uh, a little bit. um, And I I typically just do a message every Sunday, but we are making an exception for our world-renowned guests that are in the studio (laughs) today. Um, uh, You know, they they are very incredible. I'll get to them in a minute and we, uh, we, we will get the conversation about marriage going. But let me tell you, the people that are in here today know what's up when it comes to marriage. Um, I want to just invite you to uh, follow us on all of our social media. You know what? I love social media. It's so awesome. Um, But Facebook is where I do all of my ministry for the most part. Uh, I'd love you to join me over there on the fan page, Autumn Miles. Also, Instagram, I get to show off my four little babies. We are recording this. And today is my my um, baby daughter's two year birthday. Um, so happy birthday to my little pumpkin um, out there. She is just as sweet as she can be. And she was just cuddled up in my lap this morning. So I get to show them off on Instagram. I invite you to join me over there if you care. If you don't, that's okay. You don't have to join me over there. Um, but today we're going to talk about marriage, 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 marriage. Now I get so much mail from you. And I don't mean like snail mail, like who does that anymore? We get like 47 bills every single day. Um, email, I get direct messages from you guys all the time. And this is the number one topic that I hear from marriage. And you know, you you guys write me books, which God bless you. I love to see them. I love to read them. But um, hopefully this, this um, show will answer a ton of questions that you may be having um, about marriage. You know, the beautiful thing about Christian marriage is that we have the blueprint in the scripture for it. You're not doing this on your own. You have a blueprint that will lead you to a successful path uh, in your marriage. Um, and so I hear I hear about your marriages all the time. God love you. God bless you. But today we're going to cover it. I want to introduce my de- uh, my guest to you today. Um, the first one is the pastor of New Life Community Church, which is located in Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, they call him Dr. Carey. Why? Because he's a genius. But also, um, uh, I call him Dr. Bible um, because he has uh, he's been a Christian counselor now uh, for 30 years. He's not just 
just the shepherd of a church. He also is a Christian counselor and hears uh, counseling uh, cases on a regular basis. Um, he is also better known to me as my dad, Paul Carey. So welcome to the show, Dad. Thank you, Sugar. <laughs> it's good to be here. Also, directly to his left, we have um, the executive director of the largest CP- CPA, CPC <laughs> crisis pregnancy center in the country the largest crisis pregnancy center in the country. If you don't know what that is, um, this woman has fought for the unborn for the better part of my life. I'm 36. She's probably fought for the unborn at least 34 years of that, Mm -hmm. 36 years. Um, She's also been a Christian counselor for 30 years, and God um, has used her uh, unbelievably in uh, the the fields of ministry that he has given her. She is also known as my mom, Sharon Carey. So welcome to the show. Thanks. I love being here. I wanted to lead with their professional um, credentials because, you know, sometimes when you're like, my mom and dad are here, uh, you know, you don't, you know, sometimes people think, well, is that all she could get no these people are overly qualified and um they have also been married how many years now dad it'll be 39 in uh in june 39 years first marriage to both of them right yes 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 and they still love each other yep yes we do they go on on dates every friday night yep yep we don't bother them on Friday yeah. nights. When my ex-husband was abusing me, they were the only ones mm. to stand by me. And consequently, my dad lost um, his first church that he ministered to, not his first church, but the one he ministered to the longest because of that. Uh, you know, so so they, um, they've been through it with me. And now I've been married to Eddie now for 13 years. And, you know, we call them every once in a while. Well, actually a lot uh, <laughs> for counsel. And, um, you know, not, I, even more than marriage, I just want to say, I just want to honor them and say what incredible parents they have been. I have a older sister and a younger brother and all of us walk with the Lord. All three of us do. Yes, we, do. we all had our moments, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but, but thank God um, they, they sort of, they stood on the side of right, which was the Lord in each, um, mm-hmm. in each one of those moments. And because of that, uh, the respect that me and my brother and sister have from them, um, you know, is, is unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. They're also great grandparents too. They're, they're like we're having we're having kids by the second um, over in our family. But I just kind of, I want to get to marriage. Um, you know there is an attack on marriage today. And um, Dad, you came to me and um, and you're doing a new series in your church, right? Um, which is is just fascinating. You've done a lot of research on this for this specific series. Yes. And I wanted to publicize it out to you guys today. So Dad, tell me your heart behind this new series. Well, I do a lot of uh, counseling with uh, couples, and what I found today is uh, they're more into the temporary uh, relationships and temporary decisions than they are into permanent decisions. And the scripture very clearly teaches that at least this decision, marriage, should be a permanent decision. A few days ago, we were at the Dallas Zoo. We enjoyed that beautiful day there, and I noticed that a number of the plaques talked about the animals that mated for life. And I just want to say that God wants us to mate for life as humans. And uh, some people say, well, how in the world can you do that? And I believe that uh, when Jesus talked about us being one flesh, that that scripture is is repeated four times in the Bible. It's repeated in Genesis 2.24. Twice it's quoted by Jesus. 
And then the Apostle Paul, though he was never married himself, uses those principles. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, cleave unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. I'm, I'm actually using the old King James Version um, uh, because I've, I've developed a, a, um, a chart that, uh, that uh, I think will help people conceptualize. Now, it's hard for you to see that you can't see it on the radio, but I, I think if I was just to simply say to you, uh, picture a pie that has been divided into seven equal pieces. And it starts at the top with believing, and the second piece is leaving, the third piece is cleaving, the fourth piece is weaving, the fifth piece is receiving, the sixth piece is conceiving, and the last piece is achieving. Now, uh, the achieving is the last piece for own purpose. Um, very few people ever get to that stage in their marriage where they are exponentially getting the blessing of God in grandchildren and finances, and they've reaped. They have reaped a a life of sowing through the difficult times to where their marriage is is really where it needs to be, and uh, that takes years, folks, not just months. And uh, so uh, just to, I'm going to just briefly mention just a little bit about this. First of all, believing, you know, God says that we have to be on the same page as far as faith is concerned uh, for us to have a good marriage. This is not this is this is a deal breaker for anyone that's in a relationship where their the faith isn't matched. It does not work. You cannot mix uh, Christianity and paganism. The Bible clearly says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness or what communion has light with darkness. So and- let me stop you there for a second, dad. I, I, what if someone is listening that has already done that? What if there's someone that they have married someone that is not a believer and they're really reaping the consequences of that because that's kind of the age group that we reach. What would just this, a, a quick um, advice be to them? Well, they, they, it will definitely deepen their prayer life, and they need to confess to the Lord that what they did was not the right thing, and they need to live their life before the other person so that they will see the difference that Christ makes in their life in order to, for that unbelieving person to desire to become a believer. And uh, uh, so... We're talking right now from the get-go. What can we do from the get-go? But I, we, we do understand the reality of the situation that some of you guys are living in situations right now where it seems overwhelming. Well, there is a way for you to heal your marriage and walk through this. So I wanted to stop him on that point. Dad, why don't you, why don't you keep going with leave? Yeah, the leaving uh, just simply says, therefore shall a man, and it mentions the man, leave father and mother. Listen, I'm going to speak to some of the husbands out there. Your wife is not, is not, is not your mother and will never be your mother. And you need to leave that family financially. You need to leave that family practically. And you need to, then the next one is cleave unto the wife. Now, it's, it's amazing. The same, the same word is used in 2 Kings for the leprosy cleaving to uh, Naaman. The very same word. Now, what does that mean? Uh, uh, Naaman couldn't get rid of that leprosy. It wasn't something he could just go and take a shower. And, uh, you know, the idea of one flesh, if you think of me, uh, of the concept here, if you take two eggs and you crack them and you put them in a bowl, and you don't mix them. 
I think that's what some people think is one flesh. But that's not what I believe it is. I believe it's you take the whisk and you whisk the eggs together. And that is the concept that God wants us to cleave to our wife. It's not two separate lives trying to please each other or please themselves. It's one flesh. It's one person. Uh, And uh, everything in one person's life affects everything in the other person's life. And I just want to say, you know, marriage is for adults. It's an adult activity. I mean, it is something that, you you know, you have to be mature in order to handle some of the difficulties you will face uh, uh, in marriage, especially today. So um, and the, I, we're moving past cleaving. We go to weaving. And that is where the two lives come together and uh, they recognize God's calls on their life. They recognize the different uh, gift sets that they have and they begin to work together, not separately. But together, one trying to help the other one accomplish the will of God for their life, uh, and they work together. That's the weaving. If you think about a rug, it's woven, and it's woven tight. When rugs start unraveling, we throw them away. Uh, the beauty of a rug is when it's weaved tightly and has a beautiful pattern to it. And and so... Let me stop you right there. So we have, I, I mean, looking at this pie chart, I, I have it on front of me, and you can go to New Life Community Church's Facebook page and look this up for yourself, and, right. and, and it would... It would May, may may make for those visual people out there it might help you a little bit but um leave cleave and weave right probably the hardest ones yes to yes, do. yes leaving your mother men i mean i got a husband for 13 years you know it's really really difficult and even for myself right. it was difficult to come out from under your authority and sort mm-hmm. of cleave to Eddie's authority. It was, it was a very difficult process. Right. So if you can get through leave, cleave and weave when you weave Mm -hmm. together and start working together, I remember, you know, Eddie and I were married probably five years and I looked at him one day and I'm like, we are five. We are on the same team. We are on the same team. Right. You are not my enemy. You are my husband. If we're going to make this thing work, we have got to weave, like you said, together. We need to stop taking the weave apart. We need to come together as a couple. And I remember it was a very defining moment in our relationship where we looked at each other and I said, you're not my enemy. I'm not fighting you. Let's find a way to work together. And really from that time on, um, everything changed. Let's move on to received. Well, I'll just say that the the others have to do with child rearing, you know, conceiving, you know, parenting is another adult activity. You have, you have to, the number one rule of parenting is you have to be more mature than the child. And uh, so that's, that's, that's the bomb drop there. So um, (laughs) the mic drop or whatever we want to call it, then receiving. And we get a lot of questions on how do I, how does my, how do my children share our faith? Uh, because you mentioned that all three of our kids, we are very proud of them. Yes, all of we them. are. Not only our children, very but, proud. but our grandchildren are beginning to receive right. Christ and become, come to the Lord. And some people, how does that happen? I mean, and so there's that process at which we probably don't, we don't have time to get into. But uh, the Bible promises that if, when two people work together um, to share the faith with their ki- kids in a, in a right way. First of all, I'm going to just give you one little quick clue. Don't force your kids at age two to pray to receive Jesus. Wait till they understand the concepts of grace and salvation and sin and understand what Jesus did on the cross because that's tantamount for them receiving Christ. And that may mean that they get saved later in life 
but it also means that it's more genuine and they'll own it more. Then the last one, of course, I mentioned is just achieving. Uh, Sharon and I are a stage in our life. We're not perfect. That's about my privilege to be married to her. I wasn't smart enough when I married her to know uh, what an amazing woman she would be and is. Um, and it has been by the sovereign grace of God that uh, it's been uh, that he's put us together. Uh, but we are at a stage in our life uh, that m- few people ever reach because they cut off the the uh, the lifelong uh, uh, marriage uh, before they reap the benefits of struggling through the difficult times. I say often from the pulpit of our church, I said, we've been married 39 years and have never had an argument. And everybody <laughs>, laughs. They know that's not true. They know that you cannot be married that long without having disagreements. Well, not to say we've had disagreements, but we've worked through them. Mm-hmm. We've stayed at the table. We've said this, this, this thing is bigger than we are, and we're going to going to hash this out. And if you do that, if you do that, I promise, God promises, there will be the receiving. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7 that uh, that your prayers will not be hindered and God will pour out his hand of blessing upon you and your children will rise up and call you blessed. There's many passages in the Bible. Uh, that, and, the, and of course, you mentioned the grandkids. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish I'd had them first. No, no, you guys were great. But <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's about time to wrap this up. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. So, so, so that's the last one in achieving. Of course, I'm going to spend you know seven weeks on this, so you know there'll be a complete message on each one of these. So, these are some really great practical examples for you guys out there. I know that's a ton of information. I would um, we we're going to download this on podcast. It'll be available tomorrow on my fan page, Autumn Miles, um, so you can listen to it again. But this. I I think, and and I don't want to speak for you, Dad, so correct me if I'm wrong. One of the reasons that you wanted to study this material and put out a series about it is because you believe that this is one of the um, mistakes that marriages are making. They are not leaving and cleaving. They they are. This is a misstep. You know, in our culture, guys, let's just be real. Um, It's preached. Go after your dreams. Go after what you want. Go after what what, um, your heart wants. Well, you know what? If you're married, the Bible um, speaks out very specifically about operating together. Um, so it's very important that we don't miss this leave and cleave step. Right. Did I get it right, Dad? And through mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples that I've helped, or we've tr- helped the Lord's help through us, uh, we find that these are the common denominators they leave out. Mm-hmm. And they have mm-hmm. read all kinds of books, you know, from secular and Christian authors. And and oftentimes they don't address these very things that are right in the scriptures. The scriptures are the things that are, are the words that have power and have life. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, you know, people are saying, why don't, you, why don't you write a book? I said, well, it's really already been written. And, <laughs> and all you have to do is read it and apply it. And God promises that he'll give his blessing. So I want to get to mom over here um, in the in the several minutes that we have left. You know, you stayed married to dad for 39 mm-hmm. years. Um, and I think it's very important now that we sort of have the textbook of, of a great um, outline of, of exactly how to make things work. Let's just get a little bit practical. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with you. Like dad said, you guys, marriage is, is not perfect. Right. Um, but it's, it's striving for godliness, mm. striving for righteousness. So what are three just very practical things that you could tell to our listeners that are listening, that are in the car, they've turned up their radio. Mm. They're saying, mm-hmm. this is me. We're dying on the vine here. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm going to file for divorce tomorrow. Mm. What are three things that they can implement um, to help their uh, relationship? Well, there's many that comes to mind, but I'll I'll mention three. The first one is um, is walking in the spirit. And I know we say that a lot in our churches, but today, even in the church, there's so much selfishness. We we are focused on I want to achieve. I want to accomplish. It's about me. What about me? Even as I've been counseling, I have heard Christian women in the set in the in the church say, I'm leaving this marriage because I've lost myself. And basically, the scripture says that we are to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And as you know, Autumn, your mom is a very strong personality and you are too. And God has given us special callings. But in my flesh, if I had spent 39 years in my flesh, it would not work because it would be about me. So I think number one is to walk in the spirit because the spirit brings uh, gentleness, patience, kindness. Sometimes we're meaner to our spouse than anyone else. But when we're walking in the spirit, we will show those characteristics to our spouse. And one of the examples in our life uh, in this regard was when we were in Florida and we he was pastor. He was going to move into the senior pastor at this large church and he felt a calling to come back to Terre Haute, Indiana. I did not. I did not. And what we both did is we began to pray and to seek the spirit of God. My husband was great because he said, I'm not moving until she has peace. So he exhibited the fruit of the spirit in patience. The same with me. I wanted to stay. I saw ministry there and we began to pray and I began to allow the Holy Spirit to change my heart. And we both came to an agreement that this was God's will and we moved back to Terre Haute. So that is one great way of walking in the spirit. Sometimes the spirit of God, girls, (laughs) is not found on social media or on the phone or texting a friend. Sometimes you got to shut that down Mm -hmm. and get in the word of God. Um, Let's move on to the second a second one is communication is huge. And I, I, I read Ephesians 4. It's a great chapter on communication because it talks about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. So many Christians continue to walk in their old self and not in the spirit. So communication is huge. We hear this so much in the counseling room. And I would say the biggest one is to speak the truth in love. So practical because there's usually one spouse that clams up and they do not speak what's on their heart. But then the other one is one who speaks, but they don't do it in love. And they cause the other one who clams up to shut down. But the clamor cannot stay in silence. The scripture says it's an imperative command that you must speak. So the clamor has to speak the truth, but they have to do it in love. 
Speak the truth in love. In love. Ouch. Balance it. And it's hard. You can't do that without the spirit. So you me, have to have the spirit. I need to call your spouses right now and be yeah. like, I've been a yeah. jerk. Yes. Sorry about just speaking the truth, 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 yeah. truth. Like you never doing, do. Or yeah, you don't say you never way. do. You never take the trash out or you never do this. Yeah, communicate. You got to speak the truth and, and share it. Truthfully, you know, you can use the truth in someone's life as a weapon, uh, but it's uh, and you can plumble them with it. But I'm going to just say that a spirit filled person doesn't do that. Jesus never did that. He didn't take the truth and just beat people over the head with it. He spoke the truth in love. And that's what brought conviction to their life. And that's that's what will change the marriage. Communication can destroy a marriage. So we we have a little bit of time left. Let's get to the third thing. The third one is parenting. Huge one. We counsel a lot. Say uh, counsel my child, but usually what I do is I bring the parents in. A lot of times parents aren't agreeing on discipline. Some are more of a disciplinarian, the other isn't. And so they show this disagreement in front of their children, particularly preteen teens, they get it. So uh, practically you guys need to agree to compromise together in your bedroom with the door shut. And when you come out with your kids, you have a united front. We're not going to disagree in front of them. We're going to be united. When one disciplines, they don't allow that child to run to the other for comfort. They say, you go back to your dad and vice versa. You have to be united and that will help save your marriage and your children. And I think this is one, I mean, we have, you know, four kids and this is one that we use a lot because they're smart. They are smart. They, they are know. so smart. They, they can have, read your body language. It's crazy. They have time to figure out all this stuff. My two year old will go to my husband That's who's right. nice and then they'll come to me and or vice versa and we'll, right. you know, we'll have different answers and man, they are smart very, very early. They can read our body language. It's great. It's crazy. Yeah. And, okay. and they work together too. I mean. So these are, guys, this is, this is transformational. If you guys can get these principles and even let's just make a goal of, of, of using one of them this week like communication stop being such a jerk and talk to your husband or wife in love um, even that um, will, will put you on a path to to a better marriage and you know what no marriage is perfect no um, you know I've got a great marriage but it's not perfect it's always right. always can use improvement thank you guys for listening today thank you mom and dad you're for being welcome here. we're we, honored we will see you next time right here on the autumn Miles show thanks so much for listening today the autumn miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated to make a donation visit autumnmiles.com And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.